How long was Neil Armstrong actually on the moon? When did Europe start speaking English? Did Marco Polo really go to China? CuriosityStream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? Come find out. For the holidays, give the gift of curiosity with 25% off gift cards for your curious cohorts. It's holiday shopping season at curiositystream.com gift. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. This is an official download from thecustardtv.com. Custard TV podcast time. I'm here, Luke, running on the edge of the website, as I say every week. Um, Matt's here, as always. And Gary is returning in the London area. Be honest with us. Did you hear last week's podcast at all, I did. I, I, I always make an effort to listen to the ones I'm not on. I just wondered if you had any more suggestions for our uh, wedding disco with TV themes. Uh, we only play TV themes if you want us at your well, wedding. I... We are more than welcome. I thought, Matt, it would be quite cool just to set the tone to start with the beeps from 24. I thought that would yeah. be a good way of... <laughs> no, 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 no. You start with the casualty theme tune. At a wedding. They did a... A remix remix. that, didn't they? Yeah, they Oxide did. and Neutrino. Bounce to the reload and all that. Minder, I should be so good for you. Yes. Uh, and, and for the kids, Jamie and his magic torch. Which kids? <laughs> oh, yeah, there's always kids at a Yeah, disco. but which kids would know Jamie and his magic torch? It's all like... <laughs> yeah, they'd have to be quite adult kids. Me. It's a damn good theme tune. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I did like your idea that if there's a fight that breaks out, you can have the EastEnders one on standby. Yes, that was definitely that was on standby. Yeah. Uh, but if you have any suggestions, if you want perhaps us at your wedding to contribute the TV themes, get in touch. You know, we'd love to is, turn is up. There a, is there a Spotify playlist perhaps coming for this? The, I think there perhaps should be, yes. Yeah. I'm going to get, get on that. And then, you know, I've just got to get the cards made up, hand yep. them out to people who I know. I mean, Matt's been to... So many weddings, it's a shame he didn't... I was going to say, Matt, you, you, you go to more weddings I've been than... to all the weddings now. Yeah. Yeah, it's a shame that you, we hadn't had this idea of the first wedding because you could have handed them out to happy couples as guests and said, what... look, if you're... No, 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 what, what this you want to do is you, you want to send them to dating agencies so that when the two, when they meet up and agree to get married, we're, we're first and yeah, foremost. Yeah, we're sort of on their books already. That's yeah, a good idea. Always a thought, if you want us at the wedding, get in touch. Email reviews at gmail.com. Then all I've got to do is buy the decks, and then we're done. Uh, oh, you don't, you don't need decks, you just need a laptop. And an iPhone, and some yeah. speakers. Yeah, and, and a headphone jack. You don't need that, who's jack? <laughs> who's headphone jack? He's going to carry the iPhone for me. <laughs> iPhone jack. 
Luke, Gary and Matt. This could be a podcast. A podcast? Don't you have to be some sort of whiz kid to do those? Uh, definitely not. Anyone with a computer can make one. Talking telly. Use your ears and trust them. This is the Custard TV podcast. Yes, that would entertain me briefly. From thecustardtv.com. I, I went to Wembley last week. Oh. Yes, what was that like? It was brilliant. Um, Wembley uh, Stadium. Wembley Stadium, yes indeed. So as I opposed to, to just the town? No, as opposed to Wembley Barcelona. Arena. I'm going to get okay. this conversation out in a second. Uh, Spurs versus Barcelona at football, uh, because I thought that Spurs would never play Barcelona again at Wembley, because we've got our own ground coming up soon, so we won't be playing at Wembley anymore. And it was great. Wembley. Know your audience, Gary. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Well, you Not are a football podcast. Did any footballers on the footballing pitch kick the football towards the net? Listeners, Luke used to host a sports show on local radio. <laughs> yeah, I can see why it used to. It used to. What, what did you talk about? Crown green bowls or something? That was in the day of teletext. I just read teletext you out. Read... <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God, sorry, that page is gone now. Where's the yeah, hold so... button on the remote? Oh, sorry, the, the, I've changed the screen. I can only see the subtitles. I've only got recipes now. now. What's going on? <laughs> This may not be coming across, but we are a contemporary TV podcast. Yes. There's not a lot of TV news, but we're heavy on the reviews front. Start. Now, it's an odd one this week, because some of us have seen things that some of the other of us haven't yeah. seen. Which so. doesn't Should often happen. Right. Because yes, I've seen uh, that. Gary has watched the first two, and, and we've all watched... Um, we're all up to date, is the easiest today. way of saying it. Yeah. Luke, do you want to run us... Luke, sort of... You were lukewarm on it last week. Um, oh, I, 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 I love the puns. Sort of had a, a big, a bit of a twist at the end, didn't it? It was that last minute when you sort of realised that they were both in on it. Is he in any of the sort of the future scenes in the courts and stuff? Though? No, he's not. Not in any of the future stuff, is he? He's, he's completely absent. So, Luke, do you want to lead us through the well, basics? Uh, to, be, the... to be fair, I think you've kind of done it, really. If you listened last week, The Cry is a four-part drama starring Jenna Coleman and you and Leslie about a couple who go to Australia to reconnect and perhaps bring home his older teenage daughter. They bring their very young baby along. It has, you know, a lot of issues on the flight with crying and things. They may and have Jenna... been manifested, we don't know. And... Jenna Coleman is struggling with some postpartum depression, perhaps, and uh, is struggling. Po- yes, post- that pop- exactly. Is it that. Postpartum, isn't it? Postnatal, I believe. Anyway, th- we're not anyway. the right podcast to it, worry about. It might that. be the bo- it might be both may be acceptable. Okay, I'm going to e- email us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's so, the same. Uh, it dies. It's the same thing. Oh, oh okay. God, let's let's cut the whole thing off. <laughs> You say postnatal. I say postpartum. <laughs> Let's go the whole thing off. I say tomato. Yeah, so she's struggling with that, that's clear. And throughout the um, first episode, the timelines frustrated me. I spoke about it last week, how one minute you're with uh, Jenna Coleman and you and Leslie on their journey to Australia, the next minute you're with her with a psychologist, the next second you're with her in a court. So for the second episode... Baby goes missing from the car. The allegations in the second episode fall at the feet of you and Leslie's wife, Alexandra, who uh, has some things to gain by him not having 
his baby because they're trying to take her daughter away from her back to Scotland. And in this second episode, there is a bit of a twist that Matt alluded to where they kind of unravel a bit and you find out that this was a plan all along of the pair of them. And the final scenes show you the moments in the car leading up to the baby's disappearance. But she's counting in her head and throughout the credits oh, to 16. Beautiful. That was really good. And uh, the baby wasn't in the car anyway or, or was already taken while she was counting. I was a little un- unclear on that. I enjoyed it a lot more the first episode than you did. The bit that I was a bit iffy on was the bit where he was sort of coaching the... You know, the guy he was working with is a spin doctor, but you saw that in this episode, you know, mm-hmm. his sort of manipulative... He coaches her to behave yeah. a certain yeah. way in front, in of, front the of the press. I'm glad I listened to your review before I watched the programme, because I think Thank you. one of the things that Matt specifically said was, put the phone down, watch it. You know, actually yeah. give this some time. And I think I got a bit more out That's of it. That's true of all TV, though, Gary, really. Not Apart really. from maybe like The X shows, Factor. Well, okay, some drama, mostly drama you have to watch. But I think this does require a bit of intelligence and a bit of watching. I think Jenna Coleman is fantastic. Mm. If there is collusion, which that final scene certainly suggests, she is playing it brilliantly because mm. I totally bought the idea that she was feeling disconnected uh, from her son. We sort of know what she was talking about now, about the two sides of the, the personality. Yes. Yep. That's what, that in the first episode. What I, I liked here, and I said it last week, was like the first episode was looking at her and her struggles to mm. be a mother. This week was about the other mother, the mother of the teenage daughter, and the suspicions yeah. being on her and the themes that were coming from all the different timelines so you had the stuff in the courts as well as the you know the stuff just after the baby goes missing so that was the main theme that all the all the separate sort of timelines were converging yeah. together on because you've got the you know she's asking can we stall the lawyers and then in the court scenes we're hearing testimony where she had said last week about um yeah. what would happen if you're so you know if the baby you're going missing is for them to frame her we're not quite sure where it's coming from and that's part of the of the joy of this and Luke have you sort of come round on it a bit now I've come round on it completely and I think not well not 100% completely but far more into it and intrigued by it than I was at the end of the first one my presumption and it is just that is that this is all about framing Alexandra I think we're going to find out yeah. that she, that she's done in their eyes worse things to them that, that warrants this. Well, she but, stalked Jenna Coleman's character, didn't she, by, by, yeah. by Twitter. Oh, we've all yeah. done Facebook. that. Sorry, and, but... I, and I think you're right, that's just going to end up being the tip of the iceberg of things yeah. that she has done. And they, it showed her cutting up his passport and things like that. Yeah. Um, one of the things that irritated me at the Q&A that I went to, it was hosted by Edith Bowman, and... Uh, we, is that we, what annoyed you? We, we as, well, <laughs> kind of. We as journalists uh, only saw the first episode, as is normally the case with these screenings, and she spent a good 15 minutes talking to the cast about episode two, which they couldn't really speak on, which she was desperate to yeah. talk about. Now I understand, but one of the things they fixated on, or she fixated on, was the, the way they handled the social media. Now, I'm sure I've seen that device that they used where she's on a phone reading all these people's opinions, 
but you see them manifested, to use that word again. I like that. In the, in the room. I'm sure I've seen that before. I'm sure that's I'm, not the first show no, to do No, it's that. not the first show. I'm sure show. you're right, but I liked it because it actually gave some depth to that. Because she spoke as if it was her, revolutionary, and I'm sure I've seen well, it. I, I'm like. pretty sure they've done it on Hollyoaks before. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as you say, and I've complained about this, the way in which drama handles social media and phones is to kind of focus on the screen. And actually, the screen is just one part of that element. And actually, that, that kind of mm. enlarges that social network you, that was and an enlarges issue. it in you such wish. a visual way. And I was always going to see watch the second one to see where it went. And I do, I do think, and I do applaud them for calming the timelines down a bit, mm, at, least, yeah. at least for the second one. I, I thought, you know, if it had... Was a lot of people actually that I spoke to on Twitter and that responded to me and Michael's written an article on the website you can read found found the majority of it quite plodding but presumably because it didn't flit around. I only watched it on Monday and it's all I'm already it's not as memorable as the first episode for me personally. It's true, less stuff did happen. Mm. If you write mm. everything that happened, a lot more stuff happened in the first episode. Yeah. But this was sort of that, and I, this is your sort of style of sort of slow TV, isn't it? Where there there are scenes of people just sort of sitting and you're focusing yeah. on them and their emotions mm. and things. Like that. But there, I mean, are, I, but there I, are a lot I, of questions like, why did she feel the need to take a SIM card and stick it in that phone and call her best friend without him being aware? Why why all that covertness if they're in it together? There's there's little strands I'm in. Got five burning by. questions after watching the cry episode too. Yeah, <laughs> you're now supposed to question how far back this 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 conspiracy goes, how far mm. in advance of them going to Australia had they decided this plan? You know, mm. because obviously this requires planning. This isn't just mm. oh we'll, we'll ditch the baby somewhere. You know, this requires deep thought, and he is obviously the one that has that kind of planning and manipulation in his in his character because of the job he does. But I think she's going to turn out to have been playing her friend a lot more than perhaps, uh, or, or stringing her friend along. I almost didn't, I'm going back and thinking that scene in the cafe where she goes out and says, oh, I don't get out much. I wonder how much of that is laying the seeds of something, of a reliable yeah. character witness for yeah, an upcoming she's a court case. unreliable narrator almost, isn't she? Yeah. That? Very is this the version of Jenna Coleman that's a Dalek, though? That's what that's that's the main. Yeah, that's version. right. Yeah, absolutely. So the cry <laughs> continues Sunday at nine. We are midway through. There are two left, and uh, we after a shaky beginning, I would recommend the cry. And uh, I, I need a nap, so let's crack on with Doctor Who. Doctor Who. So Doctor Who returned um, for I don't know how many series, um, but the the Gosh. big. Big news here this is, is the eleventh, the eleventh since uh, Christopher Record has done took over the, of the new era. Of I the think new maybe. era, it's series eleven. The thirteenth Doctor. Let's go with that. Okay, played by Jodie Whittaker, um, a woman. Uh, <laughs> uh, this one also saw the introduction of um, a collection of companions. We think maybe yeah. there was. I think Ryan was the was the main. Yes. Ryan Sinclair. There was an old classmate of his. Was it Jazz? Um, I got that? Yeah. See, I'm doing the Gary now, and then Do there was. I think Brad... it's, it's something Ahmed. Was it Jazz Ahmed or something? Um, and then there was Bradley Walsh. Yeah. Graham. 
It's all set in Sheffield this time, which is another... Yeah, they've moved from Wales, they've moved from Cardiff to Sheffield. And there was the, the same old stuff with aliens coming down. Tim Shaw was the main bad guy, which <laughs> I quite, quite funny. The sort of main impetus was the Doctor trying to remember her, her name after the TARDIS crashed, or she fell out of the TARDIS, didn't she? Yeah, the, she fell to Earth from the TARDIS. Hence the episode being called The Woman Who Fell to Earth. Absolutely. I don't, could you explain the plot better than I can? Uh, the plot was t- uh, an alien race, uh, in order to find a new leader, set a task of sending a scout ahead to uh, nominate a human being that the, the alien would have to kill. So there were two aliens. One was a scout. The other was the killer. And the idea was that human life is worth nothing, you know, and they were just there to be to be shot at. And you, you got a scene where someone previously who'd been who'd been targeted their brother sorry their sister had been a target and he had spent his whole life trying to find these aliens you know sort of like to to sort of gain some sort of insight or revenge but it it turns out to just be you know alien sport and it, it fits in quite nicely with the idea of the doctor being the protector of the humans it reminds you of that kind of uh number one priority of the doctor that human life is worth protecting just for me personally, not to get on my sort of soapbox or get a bit mushy, but um, the character Ryan had dyspraxia, which is something that I suffer from as well. And I think oh, okay. in terms of representation, it's not something you really see very much um, discussed on. Could, can you offer some insight as to why he can't ride a bike? I didn't quite it's, get it's, that. It is, it's a sort of motor neuron type disease so it affects um hand-eye coordination and like writing and things like it's you know it's like dyslexia but with sort of um um i'm trying to think of the word now like um you also struggle to explain things when you've got it as well (laughs) i think (laughs) thanks thanks luke but yeah the the bike because you get you have like poor motor skills that's basically so you can't do the whole sort of pedaling and and it is just just off the top of my head it's a developmental disorder of the brain in childhood that causes difficulties in activities requiring coordination and movement i mean i could look i could look it up what, what I could look it up, but that's my, my point general is, understanding. Luke, go away. This is Doctor Who. You're not talking. <laughs> is, um, you don't really see this very much. And I know a lot of people were talking about the representation of the Doctor and having a female Doctor. And there was a lot more younger girls watching it this time. But for me personally, I, I think that was a, a good thing for Chris Chibnall to put in because it's it's explaining sort of what it is, even though the, the bike riding... At whatever he is, like 20, you know, yeah. my, my family were still trying to get me to ride a bike at 20. What, was Phoebe from Friends dyspraxic? Because she couldn't ride a bike. They never until, said anything. Until, it, Ross, until Ross bought her one. And she couldn't run either in that episode with... Um, <laughs> That's very with true. Rachel, we've, so just done, we've, just, we've just medically uncovered something there. And she couldn't play a guitar. <laughs> Well, that's up for <laughs> uh, The big question is, what did we think of um, Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor? I thought she was brilliant. I don't think that they've done a particularly great job in this first episode of setting everything up. There's a very similar pattern that you have to follow when the Doctor regenerates. It's happened a number of times. You, you have to have that moment where, as you say, the Doctor, in, its re- in, his, in the regeneration pattern, has to have their memories and everything come back to them and the new uniform. And I think they did that quite well. But I think there was quite a lot of 
explanation and exposition that was kind of rushed over. I didn't like the fact that everybody just accepted the fact, oh, yeah, there's aliens on the planet. You've got to base it a little bit more on on realism at times. Mm. I know it's a science fiction program. It's a kid's show. It's a kid's show. But in order for things to become believable later on, you have to lay the groundwork of the companion being dubious to start with. I think saying Jenna Coleman did it very well. I think Amy Pond, um, whatever her name was. Karen Gillan. Karen Gillan did it really well. I don't think any of these showed me that they're going to be brilliant companions. Didn't really like much of their dialogue or or acting. I did like the slightly more cinematic feel to the programme. I definitely think that Chris Chibnall has had some decision to make the show look a bit more like a movie. And I think some of the dialogue was a little bit smarter. The overall look and feel of the programme was a little bit smarter, more up to date. I think she was very... I do think Jodie Whittaker was very good. And very believable, very relatable and funny. And that's and this, hard to do. Yeah, and this was much better than the Peter Capaldi first episode, yes. I thought. I mean, I, yeah. I think it helps that everybody is new. I, I love the fact that she got her clothes from a charity shop at the end. I think that was a nice little touch as well. Yeah, I, I like, I, I like the, the Sheffield Steel stuff. I know it's corny, mm. but I liked it. Because you're the big Doctor Who fan. Um, yes, Luke doesn't watch it at all, and I'm somewhere in the middle. And I, I enjoyed this. I thought it was well-paced. I thought it was a little bit long. It was just over an hour. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think Jodie Whittaker makes a great Doctor. I don't, I don't think anyone is sort of complaining after the fact of seeing her i think the the two younger companions are a little bit generic and trying to believe that they're 19 is a bit of a stretch and bradley walsh is bradley walsh it's a shame they killed off sharon d clark because i really like her as an actress i know a lot of people were suggesting that they should have had her rather than (laughs) rather than him yeah i don't really understand what his role is going to be the sort of the older style doctor who had two or three companions mm. you know the very mm. first doctor had three one of which was peter purvis which uh, is why a lot of people are sort of thinking well is that what okay, they're trying we, to do we, with Bradley need, Walsh? we need to move on and the, no we're still talking shut up oh, um on. and but the last series did you did have bill and um nardole in the last series didn't you yeah and you've you've had you know you had amy and rory i i like the fact that we haven't yet found the tardis i do think that's yeah. quite a nice thing that she didn't have a sonic screwdriver at the start i like those little things they are nods to previous series nods to to the history of Doctor Who that I really like, that I think Chris Chibnall is going to pay attention to. Attention, everyone! You're listening to the Custard TV Podcast. What more could you ask for? The official podcast of the Custard TV. We do the podcast as a hobby. We're tele-obsessives, and we like having an outlet to talk to each other and to you about our favourite or least favourite telly. Uh, Unfortunately, though, there are some costs that come with it, like the server that the podcast is on just general uh, running of the website and also getting to and from the various events that we go to it's all on a hobby and uh, we don't have the excess cash uh, to do all these extra things we'd like to do so if you'd like to support us in any way at all there are several ways we've got a patreon site that you can visit and donate as much or as little as you want for extra content that's patreon.com forward slash the cast of TV 
Right now at Safeway, get your skin winter ready with big savings on all your favorite skincare products. Shop for deals on items like Gillette Mach 3 razors, Gillette Labs razors and blades, Venus razors and blades, and native shampoo, conditioner, and body wash. Plus, shop the buy two, get one free baking event and save on items like selected varieties of handy foil and good cook pans. Offer expires December 26th. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for full offer details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. We also stick our individual reviews up on YouTube. Just search the custard TV there as well. How you can help us there is just by liking, subscribing, and doing all the things the cool vloggers say uh, to get the word out that we're there. Also on iTunes, if that's where you get your podcast from, you can um, write us a five-star review, tell your friends to listen, and just get the general word of the podcast out there. As I say, we do it as a hobby. We're very grateful to everyone who listens. But if you can help us out, we'd really be very grateful. Thank you very much for listening. This is the opportunity you've been waiting for. So if you're a long-term listener of this podcast, and yes, why wouldn't you be, you right. will know that last year, one of our favourite shows of the year, in fact, it made it quite high up in the top 12 shows of last year, Weird Maths. Uh, was the uh, the two-part series, The Old People's Home for Four-Year-Olds. This is where they put a group of four-year-olds into a existing old people's home to sort of help to rejuvenate the health and happiness and well-being of the elderly residents who have perhaps sort of let themselves go, become a bit more sedentary, and they use it as an experiment to see how the children's appearance there and presence there has changed their mobility, their memories, and, and things like that. And so it was a huge hit. We all enjoyed both episodes last year, and it's back now for a five-part series. It's basically the same thing. The only difference here is, it, as, as, as well as observing the, the older people, they're also observing what benefits the younger children well, no, they're, they're are getting great. from... Go on. There's two changes. The other being that they have lengthened the time that they're spending. Yeah, so so they're there for a month and a half as yeah. opposed to, I think, perhaps a month last time. I just find this... Uh, there's a few things that irritated me about this first episode, but on the whole, I just find it an incredibly enjoyable and uplifting watch. I think there was a lot of sad moments in there where particularly there's an elder gentleman whose name I can't remember... I think it was Ken, but I'm not going to... Let's just call him Ken for the sake of the oh, I review. See. Oh, I see. When you need to get a name wrong, we just call him Ken for the sake I, of... Well, I oh, feel right. like that's right. I feel like that's right in this case, but I'm not 100% sure. So he is put himself in the retirement village of his own accord once, once, the, uh, once his wife died. He doesn't really leave his flat or his apartment there. They even did a bit of a study to show how many hours of non 
activity he did. It was, yeah. it was quite scary, wasn't it? He doesn't leave the retirement village, and he takes them coming across to the four-year-olds, really. He struggles to engage with them and get on their level. Then there was Lavinia, who has... Uh, who has um, See, I'm doing... We're all doing a Gary. Oh, she has Parkinson's. My apologies. She had Parkinson's, which means she's very unstable. It's a good thing uh, she didn't have Alzheimer's, feet. really. Yeah. I think I might. <laughs> um, <laughs> and there's a, there's a scene reminiscent of one of the ones we loved last year where she is walking on a walking frame, normally on a scooter, but she's so desperate to join in with what the children are doing that she tries to take her walking frame across the grass. And I was a bit concerned that the final scene would be in memory of Lavinia, but she made yeah. it. Across over 24 hours uh, in A&E. But it's full of charm. The kids are lovely. The old people are lovely. It's just nice to see genuinely nice people on TV, not playing up to the cameras. The things that irritated me before I let Gary have his two penneth was the fact that they, they seemed to think that the audience was either for or suffering with memory problems, because every time it came back from a break, they explained everything again and again and again. I think they put too much emphasis as well on some of the science aspects rather than just watching, letting us watch them interact, which irritated me slightly. But on the whole, they're tiny niggles, because I think it's a brilliant show. And I, I think it's a very sweet and innocent programme, and I really like it. And as you say, I got a little bit annoyed about the constant reaffirmation of the subject and the they profile. They do that on all those Channel 4 programmes, though. They did it on that yeah, frame one that I'd like. Yeah, I can, no, no, I can I suppose... understand them doing it once, maybe twice I'll let them off, but every time it was very frustrating. It was used to... Come Dine With Me was the worst one for it, because that was only yeah. like 25 minutes without the adverts, and it's like, previously, I mean, we just watched it, Jesus Yeah. Christ. I don't know whether are they thinking that people are much more likely to sort of drop in and out of this program. I don't know whether I don't you know, know the, the, what the, the thinking is. I don't is. know, but especially in the age of the old PVRs where everyone can just fast forward all the faff anyway. On iPlayer from now uh, is the uh, one-off episode of This Country. So this one we saw what happened. Uh, Martin Mucklow was um, arrested in jail for two years for was it dodgy? Dodgy Dyson vacuum cleaners. Dodgy Dyson vacuum cleaners. Curtin was sacked from the Bowls Club for that, but he was told that they couldn't afford a bar manager anymore. Kerry is having a feud with Martin's um, former partner. And as part of her, because basically she was going to go, she was going to take the fall for her father, but she didn't. She testified against him in court, but for her involvement and knowing that the vacuum cleaners existed. She's having to do community service, which yeah. involves reading the cat in the hat to old people in her no, old people's people home. No, no, it's people who can't see. It's the oh, blind. the visually impaired. Sorry, yes. We looked, then we saw him step in on the mat. We looked and we saw him, the cat in the hat. For my community service, I basically had to read books to the visually impaired which was as bad as I thought it was going to be. Basically, it's a picture of a cat in a very much too large of a hat. And there's a little fish in a bowl looking out as if to go, what the fuck? 
and I believe it's in connection with the hat. This was a little bit longer than normal. This country episode. It was about four, is it about forty-five minutes? Something like yes, that. Yes, and I actually think it was to yeah, his betterment. Really, I think so as well. I like. I mean, every, all the sort of the payoffs you sort of knew. So you know, she went to see um, what she thought was an old friend of her dad, who had all these stories about him, and it turned out that it wasn't him, and he hated he hated the dad, and that Curtin was basically obsessing over the bowls club and um was uh, found out that he you know another bar manager had been hired but at the end it had a happy ending you know Kerry sort of formed a relationship with her um half brothers and um Curtin got his job back at the bowls club this episode was very gag heavy there were a lot of funny funny liners I loved as well I'm so excited about today the only thing I'm not excited about is spending two hours with a vicar in a car because his music tastes are so bad. Like he said, if God had a singing voice, it would sound a lot like David Gray. Whereas I think if the devil had a singing voice, it would sound a lot like David Gray. My review is on the website. It, it is pretty damn perfect, this finale. Yeah. Or this finale to the second series, like we should say. Uh, there is a third already commissioned and already announced and probably already written. I think they just know these characters inside and out. It's it was really really funny. I think I laughed consistently throughout, and when I wasn't laughing, I was really touched by the goings on for the more perfect. And I don't quite know because it sort of sneaked up on us, an eye player. Why mm. wasn't this really well promoted and heavily publicised? They had a screening for it last week as well, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, I, I couldn't go to that. I was annoyed, but you know, such is my life. So controlling as well. You know, she didn't even let my dad go out because she used to think my dad was cheating on her. And she had a taser as well. And she used to taser him in the crotch every time there was a programme with a woman on it. But the only show that my dad could actually watch in the end was Blue Planet. But he wasn't even allowed to watch the dolphin bit because she'd think that he'd get turned on by the dolphin's blowholes. It's just, it must have been absolute hell for my dad. You're listening to the Custard TV Podcast. The official podcast of thecustardtv.com. So on Sunday nights on BBC Two at nine o'clock, there's a brand new four-part documentary uh, focusing on uh, criminal defence attorney Howard Greenberg, who is a lawyer, uh, kind of a, let's say, let's use that phrase I don't like. He's a bit of a maverick lawyer uh, in, yeah. in New York, uh, in Brooklyn, and it's a four-part documentary series made by a small independent company here in the UK. They they happened upon him somehow. I was reading about it, but it's all gone out of my head. But these two guys, there's a small crew of two people who filmed him and spent a month with him and created this four-part series. It's a documentary done in the style of an American sitcom. That's the star they were going for. They wanted a documentary, but in but in um, in sitcom in sitcom form. So uh, this Howard Greenberg, he the scenes where it shows him getting undressed outside his car, uh, f- going into court. He's got uncontrollable Donald Trump esque hair that's just all over the place. Yeah, he's just he's just that he's almost. It's hard to believe that this character they've happened upon isn't a character in the TV show, but is a well, genuine lawyer in New York practising and helping people out as their last chance saloon. You know, if I'd have read in print beforehand that they wanted 
to shoot this documentary as a as if it were an American sitcom, I'd have probably gone, Oh, I don't like that idea. But actually yeah. I thought I think it really works. I think he's a I think he's a interesting character to follow. The yep. cases that he that he uh that he follows in this first one include uh, a former policewoman who is likely to go to jail uh, for her part in shooting someone. There's also a great sort of repartee between him and his wife. They met yep. in court and they've got a really interesting dynamic. I just uh, what does he talk... call it? Because is it Boobala or Babla? Yeah, or yeah. I mean, it's very. Ju- I mean, let, let, let's 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 not beat around the bush. He is a Jewish lawyer. And that's oh, yeah. not me making he, a social he, commentary. He is a Jewish lawyer. He's about as Jewish and as lawyery as he get as they get. Yeah. And it, um, and he but just, I think there's real heart in him. Yes, I, my, my impression of it, reading about it, and I saw a few ads, was that the documentary makers or the show might take a few sort of comedic punches at him, but actually he's not the butt of the show. No, he's the heart of the show, and I think it's all the better for it. There's a lovely bit. Each weekend, he goes and buys toys. He's got a bit of a toy obsession, but he keeps yeah. them in the boxes. So yeah. he goes into his basement, and, and you've got all these stacks of toys, and he goes to this same toy shop, calls it filling the hole in my soul. Yeah. Uh, and he, he sort of does that speech to that kid, doesn't he? You know, I, The reason I buy it is because there, there's a hole in my soul, and you know his wife takes the mick out of him. But obviously, he gets some enjoyment out of this. You know, In a job where I reckon... I reckon let's let's use our better call Saul as a mini. He probably loses more cases than he wins. I'm guessing. He probably has to take a take a beating every so often. Yeah, but I've I've a fi- I've a feeling that he really cares about the outcome yeah. and he cares about the clients, which again is is the heart of the show. And I I wanted to talk about it not because I think it's revolutionary, but because I think it's one of those things that's on Sunday night on BBC Two. Uh, up against big dramas on ITV and BBC One, and it's a bit of a gem that people yeah. might miss. I, I have so a that's... feeling this might get more of a view, more, more of an audience on iPlayer. Um, well, I, maybe I... so, but people like us need to spread the word, which is why well, I wanted right, yeah. to discuss I, I it on the podcast. I wouldn't be surprised if, if I would hope that this might make a nice iPlayer box set, you know, that they might keep it, because I know things stay on there for like six months now, don't they, really? Are you going um, to watch the other three? The oh, other yeah, three I, I, I like it. As you say, the, the, he, he is a very engaging... This is real life. This isn't a TV show. This yeah. is his job. You know, this is what he does day in, day out. Um, and I think I think it's good. I don't think it's the best documentary I've ever seen. Oh, no, by, I, by no, I, by no way. It was poorly trailed, poorly sort of advertised, poorly yeah. announced. And I, and I think it is one of those little gems that you could happen upon by accident, start it, and maybe not even realise that what you're watching is real life because of the way it's produced. Yeah. And uh, it's one that you'll hopefully stick with. It's called Last Chance Lawyer NYC. It's on for the next four weeks. Only 45 minutes as well, which in a a land where a lot of drama and a lot of comedy are getting longer and longer, it's quite Mm. nice just to have a short, non-advert show that's done in 45 minutes. Find it, BBC Two, Sunday nights. I really enjoyed it. Finally, quickly, strictly, um, with the, where there's there's controversy with the Sean Walsh thing. I know it's not on the. It's, it's escalated, doesn't it? 
he's an arsehole, basically. It's, it, well, is it, it appears that not only has he had a quick snog with uh, his dancer, Katja. he kind of has been in some way demeaning his ex-girlfriend, now ex-girlfriend. He's now ex-girlfriend, who's left him. Because basically he accused her of being psycho when he, she accused him of having an affair, which he and was. She re- and she revealed that he only actually does have one N in his name. Well, yes. Oh Even my God, that's what I call a con- <laughs> now. That's, that's what that's I call a controversy. Now, the, the interesting thing was the outcry on Twitter that said they should both be removed from the show, which is ludicrous. What will happen this weekend is he won't get the public vote. No. So, I, you know, I think it doesn't it's... matter how well he dances, he won't get the public vote. He'll be out within two weeks. So if he hadn't already got a girlfriend, or you know, if the girlfriend hadn't have come out and said all this yeah. about him and almost used it as an excuse to dump him, because he does sound like a bit of an arse, I think it would have been glossed over quicker. I think it would have been, you know, oh, they had a snog. You know, her husband who's on the show sort of forgiving her. But yeah, because, exactly. because of this, all this extra information, it has escalated to the point. It will be interesting if he is kept in now, now you said that, but... Depending, I mean, I, I did really like his Matrix Pasadoble. Well, that, that, that's the thing is, I think... <laughs> There's a phrase you don't hear often enough. <laughs> I would say it was the most inventive dance they had mm. this last weekend. Any favourites or Well, I, I, um, I think comment? until I found out, I think the Sean Walsh one was my favourite. Yeah. Uh, I, I stupidly put on, on Twitter on Saturday night, Sean Walsh nailed it, and then that prediction did actually almost come true. Um... <laughs> And so, Graham, um, Graham Swan as Spider-Man, surely he should have been Batman. Yeah, I think so. They missed a trick there. Because he's a oh, quick he's dog. A, yeah, classic yeah. Matt. I got that today away. I thought um, Stacey Dooley as a minion, was that was a good dance. And I quite like the argument between Bruno and um, Avossi's face. Craig. Quite, quite entertaining and stupid. Bruno and Craig. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Bruno Craig. you could just see Craig getting more and more annoyed with Bruno. I wouldn't and want to sit next to Bruno because I feel like... I'd... But he doesn't sit next to Bruno. He sits no, the no, other no, side no, of the table. I'm just saying I wouldn't want to. I think I'd have to hit him if he... Because he would be up and down like a yo-yo. Uh, <laughs> right, so that's the reviews. Oh, I'm glad that's all over. Some of that was unbearable, wasn't it? Right. We'd love to hear from you. Drop us an email. CustardTVReviews at gmail.com Pick of the week then. Let's focus on what we'll be discussing next week. So I will just quickly say, and I don't think we've been very good at saying this, but it's my fault nobody else's. Saturday, Killing Eve is still very much on the telly on BBC One on Saturday nights. I've no idea what episode they're up to because when you binge something four? mate yeah i have no idea so you be could four. be absolutely right i love this show with all my heart and uh if you're not watching get on the iplayer watch up to now and saturday night and also that saturday yeah uh, this country say. special is going to be so on you can just well stay watching after casualty gary you can just keep watching i would like to commend the bbc for doing a documentary series on the canadian rapper snow uh which i'm assuming the show informer <laughs> Nice. Tuesday is all about. Oh, yeah. Have you watched this yet? It's one of those rare occurrences, and it is rare, that I've no desire to watch it at all. I will probably, for the sake of the podcast listeners, because they want to know what I think of it, but just the trailers and the plot and the cast. But can you just, can none you just of it have int- that? 
Can you can you have that song ready for next week? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's the only reason I'll turn up. <laughs> they did actually seem quite positive. Like they were they were bigging this up at Edinburgh. Mm. This was their one that they kept sort of talking about over things like bodyguards. And this was the one. You know, there's new writers, and it's sort of like a uh, a lead actor who you know we haven't seen before. I'm going to I'm going to go for um also Tuesday night there she goes on BBC4 at 10 o'clock um yeah. which is no, a comedy drama song we can do next week which is a comedy yeah. drama um starring David Tennant and Jessica Hines playing parents of a girl who's got uh, severe learning difficulties oh. um, and um it's written by Sean Pye who who is basing it on his own experiences of having a daughter yeah. with with learning disabilities and also Butterfly would be the other one that I would pick yeah, on I've, Sunday. I've seen both of those shows, and I will reserve my opinion for Ooh. the podcast. Well, well, hold on, because you could do it. You could do it because there's a butterfly song as well, isn't there? I've got to get the rights for. I've got to get in touch with Snow's people. <laughs> yeah, the Lars, the Snowman, and uh, and, and the Lars and yeah. uh, Crazy Town as well. Yeah. so that's going to keep me busy uh, for the week. For Thursday so night, the, the Turtles and Guns week. and Roses. We're only name we're only reviewing shows next week that are named after song yeah. titles. As I say, <laughs> but Happy Together and Child of Mine as well on Thursday. Oh, night. So you can't clear all of those. I could perhaps clear the Lars. I think they'll be keen of the publicity. <laughs> and snow. I think they'll just snow. be happy that someone remembers they were a band. You know. Yeah, and maybe Crazy they Town as well. They make lots of money off that song. They must do. Yeah, but annoyingly. Oh no! Actually, they they do. I think they do use that as the theme to that song, uh, to that show. But they don't use butterfly and butterfly, which now you mention it, huge mistake. Huge mistake. They, they should have done. Isn't it about a gender fluid child? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, a big mistake not using Crazy Town for that story. <laughs> yeah. Really huge. But I was going to plummet in the ratings. And do you know? Okay. That- no won a uh, Juno Award for Best Reggae Recording in 1994. Well, so next week on this podcast, we will be waxing lyrical, quite literally, about There She Goes. <laughs> there She Goes on BBC4. Can I bring back at the end of the show? Oh, yeah. You, you can't would. tell us which one of the three you're going to sing, oh, but I will on. tell you, you've already sung Butterfly, so you can't Have do I? that one. Yes. Butterfly, you did a sort of a spoken word. Oh, did I? <laughs> Come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. You're my butterfly. Sugar. Baby. Come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. You're my butterfly. Sugar. Baby. Such a sexy, sexy, pretty thing. Fierce nipple pierce, you got me sprung with your tongue ring. And I ain't gonna lie, cause your loving gets me high. So to keep you by my side, there's nothing I won't try. Butterflies in her eyes and looks to kill. Time is passing. I'm asking, could this be real? Case I can't sleep. I can't hold still. The only thing I know is she's got sex appeal. To the YouTube, the Gary Medley, and and listen. Don't pretend you don't listen to that every couple of weeks, Gary. Come on. (laughs) Days. We'll be back next week to discuss, amongst other things, There She Goes on BBC4, Informer on BBC1, and Butterfly on ITV. Thank you very much. Bye. Take care. Bye.
Matt's now adopted Take Care as his, orig- as his ending for the next <laughs> however long. Rate and review us wherever you find us. I think that it's programs like this that help people realise that they're not alone. Search The Custard TV on YouTube, iTunes and Facebook. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.